0: Thank you. And welcome to Whose Line Is It Anyway, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. (laughs) Uh... ( Oscars) Hello, and welcome to Whose Line Is It Anyway, the show where everything is made up and the points don't matter. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Whose Line Is It Anyway, the game where everything's made up and the points don't matter. (laughs) Hi, welcome to Whose Line Is It Anyway, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter don't matter points 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 that don't matter at all hi welcome to whose line is it anyway the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter thank you welcome to whose line is it anyway the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter uh shut up hello and
1: welcome to the action replay extra time podcast nominated for media I will add which is really amazing I'm joined today by Ian Brennan, Gavin Quinn, and Alex Dunn—the OG podcast crew for this year—and today we're going to focus mostly on the Bill O'Hurley Cup, where DCUFM triumphed over the College View in a oh, in penalties uh, after a nine-all game that went to extra time. How dramatic! Uh, I would like to say I predicted that on Action Replay on Monday.
2: You did actually. Yeah, now that I, I did. think about it, well, you actually did. I was like, "Nah, it's not going to penalties. Not even going to so, be." So um,
1: <laughs> we'll, we've got both
2: captains. And um, vice-captain and should have been captain yeah, uh.
0: <laughs> you can't join the winning side now Gavin it's too late um, eh? I'm, I'm
2: actually I technically I, kept, I just captained DCFM to a Billow Cup no you didn't no. Yeah, Ian no. Brennan did I did don't, don't so steal I my thoughts. I after. handed the trophy to Ian that is I didn't hand it to Look. you Jim Gavin doesn't take responsibility for winning all the All-Irelands for Dublin. He lets his team do it. So I, I know, but Jim team Gavin team. also
3: doesn't play in goal for Tyrone, does he? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we should get the re- immediate reaction from the winning captain in. Uh, oh God, um, sum it all up.
4: That was a mental game. <laughs> <laughs> my God, we were well. We were kind of hoping for
3: good weather, uh, just because it would be less like.
2: Do you take the conditions? I don't think the. I think I think the, the conditions fashion.
3: made it more exciting because I oh, think yeah, when we got out there, the first reaction about myself and Christy Dunn who's deputy sports editor for the College View, uh when we got out there was, "Yes, boys, we love playing in rain." Rudy mm. Kinslow was the exact same. I was played for the College View on the day, and yeah, we were buzzing for it. Um, I think everybody growing up, you know, training matches are always better, and there's a bit of. There's a bit of ishke bit slippery yeah
4: yeah and uh it definitely made the ball a bit slippery even yourself Gavin even though you were ha- you had you had goalkeeper gloves
2: you were still you know the ball was still a bit slippery yeah. and hard to get a hold of uh one of them did slip slip by me it was, I hadn't conceded for like 15 20 minutes I would say 10 15 minutes into the second half we hadn't conceded mm. and the first goal of the second half we actually conceded was one that kind of looped looped over to the left corner and, it, and like I put my hands out to my right top right and it kind of slipped through them Mm. Mm. Which was which was the start of the end, really, for yeah, for college
4: I must, view. I must say, for most of the ma- I'll be I'll be man enough to admit this. For most of the match, the college view were on top.
3: Yeah, I, I'm so, glad you're man yeah. enough to admit that because yeah. in the, in no, the, in the pieces coming out next an Wednesday, I already have that one in. Yeah, no, no. To be fair, um, I believe it's not as if FM didn't push us all the way because they absolutely did. It was a frantic game. It was
4: it, the, both both halves had a both halves had a very certain pattern, which was college view started off and absolutely blitzed us. For the first
2: like ten and minutes and a half, and then the we game. just and then we just grew back into it and just pegged them back. I think in our training camp we didn't put enough uh, emphasis on fitness really. I know you mean your three hour heads and body session. That yes. I, <laughs> that the
3: captain wasn't there for. Um I don't necessarily think it was fitness, no. Um I think what done us in was the fact that half of the DCUFM goals were scored in the five minute period where we were transitioning between players and yeah. there was a noted disorganization that came in. Uh, when that happened and not to blame the individuals it was just uh, a lack of communication communication, and leadership on the pitch that just happened to coincide with a load of substitutions and that's what ultimately ended up costing us I think in the first half you know we did go four we were four goals ahead for the majority of the first half before that Five minutes and we ended up six 4 behind it, and then of course we got it back up and we had a bit. We had, I think we were back in lead about eight six, and then came yeah. back to nine all again. Towards the end of the second half, I mean, I felt it in my own legs, the tiredness, um, and I mean, I was playing at the back, so I can't imagine the likes of me Hall and and John Morley who were up top. I, mean, I can't imagine what they must have felt Rudy having the press from the, the whole top. Half. As the to, as the Chris Cannon and Chris yeah. Cannon actually didn't yeah. wilt at all. I mean, you know, not no, not to not to offend Rudy here because he's. You know, he was our chief creator on the ball and really attacking wise there was a a distinct lack ap- of inspiration when he wasn't on the an pitch. Ap- yeah.
4: a nightmare to defend against. Him and Chris, any time we put them to the corner we'd be like, Right, don't let them turn back and they'd just take us on the inside each time.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Um but um Rudy did notice that we willed an extra time. Hmm. Uh he had of course he had a couple of moments there towards the end where I think adrenaline took over more than anything else. But Chris was I, I think what surprised me the most was just not necessarily his energy, but just how he could just keep it ticking over and ticking over and ticking over. And I I also credit Mark Carroll with the same thing. it and Those energy levels didn't drop throughout the hole yeah. uh, as it would have been 55 minutes of extra time.
2: Can we also talk about another one of our debutants who will be involved in the O' Cup now for a long time is Conor Breslin. And Conor yeah. Breslin was part of the starting team and um, I think up until he came off injured, unfortunately, with a twisted ankle, I think that was one of the main turning points was, of the game was, as well he
4: was he was very good he was a very solid uh, player and never didn't really put a foot wrong at all very and physical in the back yeah yeah
3: Bresi and I had obviously never played together up until that point but the two of us were kind of the starting two at the in defence and we instantly along with Mark on the left hand side built up a very good defensive relationship and it, it goes to show when we, when we were without the ball we essentially fell into three flat lines of three where Mark would kind of come back to left centre half and I would shuffle across into the middle and Connor would cover the right corner and um, that wasn't even necessarily the plan going in but it just happened so naturally right
2: as well, but Chris would sit into the centre
3: Chris would kind of he would be there for the counter attack essentially that was yeah. that was the idea with Chris to be there for the counter to feed Rudy and Michal uh, with dribbling and then get the ball I, I don't want to say get the ball to Rudy as quickly as possible but that ended up a lot of the times uh, how we got ourselves out and up and transitioning into the uh, attacking phase but um, yeah, Brezzi, myself and Mark had fantastic communication across the back line and while I've worked with Mark before and I know exactly what he is and like as a player um, I not to say I didn't expect it from Connor because he came in, he was confident um, I think his performance level was above what I was expecting I didn't say, not to mean it like, I, we did pick him the start and there was a reason for that but yeah, no, he marshalled anybody, whether it was Column or Josh or Eva who came his way, um, he really was able to marshal them quite well and he did very well in terms of that element of containment.
4: Yeah, I mean to to kind of continue that point of, you know, familiar familiarity with, with your teammates or whatever, I think only Billy, myself, Callum, and Joe the only uh but must myself, Colin, Joe played last year. Yeah, yeah. And um, everyone else was first year communications. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a little bit, um, a little bit daunting uh, because we, we obviously had a lot of inexperience inside, but a lot of unpredictability. You know, you just didn't really know what was, what, right. what, what to expect from a lot of people. Well, I think yeah.
2: that's why it took uh, it took TCFM just a bit longer to grow into the game. Yeah, Because right? yeah, college you race three in the head after five minutes. Yeah. Were you? Uh, was it? Were you? Were you worried then, Ian? When you? I was I worried. Think there was a bit of
4: worry, I was. Yeah. I was worried because, uh, like Miss, like Alex, I uh, myself was just playing in defence because I knew I did not have the stamina to be running around up top. I'm a naturally, <laughs> naturally attacking player, but I couldn't do it uh, for the entire game. So, just stayed back, try to read the game, which I don't think I actually did that well. You know, Rudy and Chris kind of had me and.
2: There was actually the one point game. in the second half now where you got the ball in defence and you managed to somehow dribble your way all the way up to the edge of the box and I was like, come on, Ian, do it, go on, you're not gonna get it. I, oh, no, come I, on. I wanted to,
4: I wanted to <laughs> so badly. You've no idea how much I wanted to like just shoot once in that match. I think I only yeah. had like two shots and they were both in the second half and they were both awful. Yeah,
3: what, was it, what was interesting <laughs> was that as the, towards the end of the second half, we essentially kind of replicated the plan that you was to put in place where uh, I actually took myself off to bring on John Morley but what we did was we moved Chris into defence besides I think it was Arthur at that point because Connor was already injured mm. and we decided to replicate essentially that one run that you had done except we kind of deployed Chris basically as like a, a sweeper who could carry the ball up into midfield yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing that uh, I don't know whether or not that was the thinking behind it but it's one thing that you yourself even were able to do effectively you said you're an actually attacking player it did come through mm. um, in terms of I think that the transition from defense into midfield for you was a lot smoother because of that. Whereas a lot of the time for us it was, I don't want to say kick and rush, um. But yeah, you yeah. know, our, our our style of play was a tad more simplistic at the back. There was a, there was a bit of a you know whenever
4: you got the ball in your defensive third, you know, and I was looking at it, you know, I'm kind of thinking right, there's about a half a chance that you're just going to boot it up and I'm going to be able to sweep it up here. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was at, at times it was easy to defend against, but whenever you got the ball down and played, it was it was a nightmare.
3: Yeah, I think um, like Connor, for physically he was fantastic. He'd be, you know, he he's not a footballer as it is, and he wasn't the most comfortable on the ball. Mark can be rushed, I can be rushed, um, but if we were able to get it through to midfield to Chris and Rudy, then that was that was the idea. Obviously, um, what what the plan was, at least in my own mind, was whenever I would take it, being the centre, the pivot, if you will, that the team was moving around, I'd always try and get it wide as quickly as possible. So I just spot the wide space and go for it now. And if there wasn't a player there, I know Chris drifted inside a lot, so a lot of the times he played it out to the right and there was that space was vacant. So we did in the second half as we actually played Michal on the right and that kinda added another dimension and at the very start of the second half there was another blitz and that was the main yeah. reason.
1: It's eight six of the college view. There's not a lot of time left on the clock. How did you pull it back in?
4: Joshua Freeman. Yeah, mm. I'm not gonna like yeah. he's he's he another terror for the whole game. He's another player, uh, and I knew exactly what he was capable of going into the match. And I know Alex has said to me himself that he had absolutely no idea what to expect. No, nope. but um, I knew Josh goes to the gym every day and runs about 10k on the treadmills every single day. So I knew he'd be That's able to last the entire, entire match if he needed to. Yeah, um, he played the entire second half. He didn't tire at all. He was just t- absolute tireless and chasing Yeah, he, down uh, the he got the equalizer, didn't he? He got the equaliser in the end, he had to make it nine all, because we was got it. Was it, was it a
2: scramble in the box? What I can't remember what the final. It was, was. It was a bit
4: of a. It was a bit of a scramble in the box, and Josh was there in the right place, right time. Alex, uh, you said you had some Jose Mourinho
1: excuses. <laughs> you want to? You want to wipe
3: them out? <laughs> well, I, I do believe the cottage you they get a bit unlucky. Um, is
2: this,
3: this uh, is at the end of extra time? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm not going to talk about extra time because the time was up. The time was up about twenty seconds, so it's actually up the move. That created Rudy's go goal. It didn't exist in my mind, but Christy Dunn and Conor Breslin um, were both lost to eerily similar uh, rolling of the ankle injuries. Yeah, that was. And an the second injury. half, Christy's actually happened as he was coming off the pitch, which is just, I mean, hmm. something to think about. Is like wild how how Crazy. it was, He'd slowed down. It was so innocuous, and we were replacing him with uh, I think it was Mihal, and it happened there, like. Um, and Connors was, was say, I, didn't, um, I
4: didn't even notice him uh, getting injured in yeah the match, but right. you saw in, oh, you in the, the, the team photo his. he was limping over yeah, yeah, yeah. and
3: Connor had to be carried off the pitch but fair play to him mm. um, uh, his was just like a bad going into a challenge I think it was with Josh i really sure and he just kind of rolled his considerable body weight over his uh, right I was ankle very was very worried with his reaction yeah he, yeah. he let guess. out a bit of a roar and it was, uh, it was intimidating initially but um, yeah um, we did get a bit unlucky with the injuries um, but like other than that you know, we had that five minute period like I've talked about I did think that in the second half we shaded it in terms of the bounce of play I think extra time was kind of even um, I think Entire FM legs at that stage FM had days, the so. energy advantage I was going to say FM did have the energy and advantage at extreme, that stage yeah. but um, I think then that pff, other than the fact that Rudy managed to drag us kicking and screaming and <laughs> uh, put them back under the caution the last minute and yeah um, we had several chances in that final minute up until then I don't think you have got out of your own half or the last minute and a half no um, it was
4: it was very much back to the, uh, back to backs the wall. against the wall it yeah. was I would, I would counter the kind of um uh, the kind of unlucky argument uh, with the injuries and the, okay yeah, the college view did get very unlucky with the injuries but you also had a considerably bigger squad
3: on the yes day. That, that is oh. true so we did oh no 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 it, 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 it is the, the FM had five FM. people I want to say cancel on the day yeah. which is FM, considerable FM know. had
4: five people I know yourself Luke, you had circumstances that's fair enough uh, Liam De Bruyne had a hospital appointment that's completely understandable Yeah. Uh, Jack Matthews just didn't show up. Had a hangover excuse, I think. I think something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, then again, so did Billy Keenan. He still turned up and played. Yeah. Fair play to him.
3: The only one that we were missing from ours, because uh, we knew Owen Hart wasn't playing because it was his yeah. arm. The only one we had missing from ours was uh, Craig Shaban. And we honestly, were doubtful whether or not know, Craig Shaban,
1: right? I'll tell you a quick uh, Craig Shaban was supposed to play on our five-a-side squad in semester one. Yeah, yeah, I'm well up for that. Yeah, he never showed up once. <laughs> so yeah, I would. I can I would, I would his say I
4: don't. I don't know Craig Chaban, but knowing that um, I, I think he used, to play, Saban, yeah. he used to play. You used to play JA with him.
2: He he still plays senior for uh for like yeah round towers. So so I no would doubt say his I would
4: say that if talent. he had, if he had showed up, he would have won the game easily. That's, I think Craig Chaban
2: could have been a bit of a difference if he was committed and fully fully fit. We don't know. Moving on to
0: the
2: Wait, climax or. Yeah, we'll talk about the clock. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay, oh, no, okay. No, 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 we,
1: no, no, we, no, 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 no. We're just we 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 can run into the details of things. But I feel you know we've kind of gone we've gone normal time we've gone extra time. What about penalties?
4: Yeah, well fir- first of all, we had absolutely no idea what the what the protocol was because I don't think the Bill of Cup has ever ended in a draw in our lifetimes anyway. No, it has
3: never ended in a draw, I believe ever. Um so the extra time was kind of flooded up on the fly. Yeah. Initially it was ten. How did you want wanted ten, even though we were the more tired side, but we got argued down to five yeah. by FM. Uh Colin McDonald was very pushy on the five minutes, and I'm not sure why, but whatever. Yeah. Mm. Um and then the penalties, um, Ian and I had a just rock paper scissors. FM got the cheers. They went first. Yeah. Um I hit the first we,
4: penalty and it was an absolute shocker.
2: Yeah. Slimmed, you can't yeah. be wrong footed because I did. I didn't think it would be a shocker. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was if, leaning to my right and I didn't. I didn't have time to bring the like leg close the leg. So I just tried to bring my leg down. Yeah. You know, real awkwardly, but um, just it, got sk- got it skimmed the it. side of my knee.
3: Chris Cannon went first for us, and unfortunately, uh, it was a a tame effort to say the least Um, but then we had a reprieve because of course the second penalty for the FM was Colin McDonald who Colin hit the McDonnell post and really I Colin missed that surprise Colin yeah, I,
2: had a, I had it had it covered to my right, eye I think anyway but he just he yeah. just put a bit too much on it yeah. and I hit the post I imagine
1: his reaction was uh, it wasn't uh, it
4: wasn't that it wasn't like because he kind of realised okay like it's, it's not the end of the world you know mm, we're
1: yeah.
3: still like we kind of shrugged Chris's off as well in a similar manner like yeah. okay number one first three yeah.
1: penalties of a penalty shooter are always like yeah. if yeah. you miss them it's, not, it, it's like the Ru- fourth and the
4: fifth and, and then Rudy, Rudy. hammered
3: his home and yeah. we were settled then so. yeah
4: and then I think it was a, uh, Josh hit next for us and Josh hit next great penalty actually right in the top corner
3: chance. yeah, yeah. low to the right uh, no, no chance for Cole. Um and then number four for I actually I don't I remember. I think, think it might have been Alice. Me.
2: No, Alice I think was last. Alice was last. Mm, Alice yeah, Alice was last. Uh I think it was Dylan. Dylan Mangan maybe.
3: Yeah.
4: And he yeah. he put his away and uh,
3: Shane stepped up for us and put his away. Again in the um bottom it was Colin Rooks, bottom right, air bottom left and hmm. I think he may have figured out the pattern by the time we got the penalty five if yeah. Alice scored. Alice, 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 Alice scored. She away. sent
2: me the wrong way. <laughs> of Fair all, of all the penalties, it was the only one where I went the wrong way. And um we shady. had
3: Yeah. We had, had um Sparky. Sparky stepped up, Mark Carroll, um, who, who, who was left, my, my left footed. Who was my man of the match for the College view personally, although I know you gave yours to Rudy. Um yeah. we had two our last two penalties go in at the exact same spot on Cochlear Rook. And Mark, being left-footed, obviously would aim up for Cahill's right-hand side in his own left-hand side of the goal. And Cahill just telegraphed it, got down before, it was, ki- before it was kicked. He actually yeah. was down before it was kicked. He was committed. And uh, he clawed it there with the bottom right corner and uh, that was all she wrote. I don't necessarily, you know, I mean, that if we had identified that as a weak point, that was fair enough. But with Mark being left-footed, I kind of think he knew it was coming. Mm. Uh, but that's all the credit in the world, therefore, to Cahill for... Um, his commitment more than anything else, because he could have been left lying on his arse and we would well, have go yeah. to sudden death, which means I would have had a kicked, which would have been fun. But um, I, I was I
4: was surprised you, you as the captain didn't didn't
2: uh, step up to take one. I I I was like,
3: I I was a captain, but I also was a centre back. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there you go. I,
2: I was hoping someone else volunteered to get in goal. Like, <laughs> actually, one person who I wanna
4: I wanna actually say performed above. Uh, uh, a lot better than I thought he would in
2: goals actually Hugh Farrell Hugh Farrell made some really good saves he like made Alex some good saves he made some good saves but I feel um, that was in the pro- like that was the whole time where where View did let in a few goals because of a lack of communication yeah basically I think then, if
4: uh, I think we yeah there was definitely a period of dominance there where Hugh was in net but it wasn't his fault he actually did quite well right, I you, think. Can't, you
2: can't say it's Hugh's fault either um,
4: and I feel like you know yeah okay that, that that was a period where we scored a lot of goals but at the same time uh, Hugh stopped quite a few as well
3: mm, yeah definitely um, he's big covered a lot of the goal yeah. which assisted him greatly um, one thing that let us down was he yeah, had a tendency to not come out off his line when he should have done
0: uh, which actually
3: cost us I would say mm-hmm. honestly three of the five goals that went in
1: i got to say fair play. But in terms use, of his
3: shot stopping ability fantastic he just left mm-hmm. himself compromised position positional sense like that was that was the issue but mm-hmm. you know um, you could say that the people in front of him whether it was me or Arthur or um, Brezzi or whoever the other defensive rotation was Morley Morley played everywhere mm-hmm. um <laughs> Imagine <laughs> <laughs> uh, whether or not it was uh, an issue there oh Callum as well played in defence actually and did very well like, I want to give a shout one. to Callum Avery because for somebody who's allegedly never kicked a ball or at least hasn't kicked a ball in a very 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 long time yeah. his energy and his drive was <clears throat> Exceptional, like he really did give it his all for the short space time. He was I think pitch. the only
4: uh, the last time he kicked the ball was in primary school, whenever our class like went over to like the McCool's GAA park to yeah. to like do little like hours of our sessions of GAA. That's yeah. all that's the,
2: that's the only time he kicked the ball, I think. So um, play, what else sure I do want to acknowledge as well is Elsa yeah, McAvoy came on, Elsa McAvoy came on in defense and uh, cleared a lot of ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda Ward came on took a big knock from Connor Doyle. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, I mean, if we're going to go on about... Um, and about also, <laughs> Scott. Scott Scott, I fe- Scott
2: was a danger man because I, whenever Scott got the ball, I genuinely feared him. Like, there was one ball I went up to, was us went up for, I caught, but I gave him a bad knee and I... Mm. Yeah, I was glad I didn't injure him. Uh, Scott, that's gonna happen.
4: I, I felt Scott. I felt Scott was very solid in defence as well. You know, he was able to to handle Rudy a lot better than I was. Definitely, yeah. you know, he, there was no hesitation in the tackle. Whereas, you know, me, I'm, I'm kind of a bit scared of what Rudy might do if I dive in. Scott, was, Scott just didn't think about that. Yeah, Scott just didn't think about that,
2: and perhaps that's something that I should have done as well. But because yeah, Rudy, yeah. ki- Rudy kind of like he thrives on that kind of you know. Your hesitation. If you hesitate, yeah, Rudy, Rudy's yeah. gonna, Rudy's gonna know that, and he's gonna try, and he's just gonna dribble yeah, around so,
4: it's so ingrained in me as a footballer to not dive in, you know, yeah. and leave myself you've on the my You've
3: got pretty much the opposite person on, sitting yeah. across the table from Always me. Uh, dive in. In terms <laughs> of uh, in, in terms of uh, defending, I wouldn't necessarily call myself compromising. And there was an incident <laughs> actually, which actually had the fm's <laughs> first goal. Uh, while we're on the topic of uh, intergender violence, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Okay, let's not call it Whoa. violence. Let's not call it violence.
1: Intergender violence. What a way to put let's it. Let's not call it
3: violence. No, no, no. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Of course, but Efo yeah. um, played. Up, started Alice. up top for you. tonight. Alice, Alice, Alice. my God. You called her Efo in a text message, and I got it wrong the whole game. Uh, I only found out it was Alice I? like towards the yeah you did uh, towards the middle of the second half. I didn't actually found out oh. her name was Alice. But um. So, uh Brezzy picked up Colin McDonald and I picked up Alice as um FM were attacking. Generally that was our alignment for when they were coming at us and um, I the ball was fed into Alice by it had made a few changes in that which so I actually think it was Billy and um mm. we were up like four I want to say it was a three 0 no, or four nil.
4: I think it was three no, I think it was four 0 at that. It stage. was four
3: 0 yeah. And uh Alice had pushed me back to the edge of the box now. I mean i I'd like to think I've got a decent sense of position and a decent ability to read the game, but the one aspect, and it's the main reason why I still don't play eleven-a-side football, is because I'm horrendously slow. I just can't run. I have no pace whatsoever. So Alice had beaten me on the turn on <laughs> the edge. Of, <laughs> uh, Alice had beat me on the turn on the edge of the box, um, and she was winding up her left foot. Um, Personally, and,
2: I am a bit insulted because I think I would have saved it.
3: <laughs> as as a defender, you don't want to have to take that chance, and I. Took her out. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. I purposefully went in and took my right foot and hooked her right foot, which was her only balance right out from underneath her. It was a clear free kick. I did apologize when Hugh Farrell interviewed me. I don't know if I apologized to her. I do apologize, Alice, if I didn't at the time. It would be uncharacteristic of me to apologize, but part of the game, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, professional fail. Professional fail. Yeah, probably should have been. Yellow card for that one, <laughs> uh, and there was a couple of others where I mean it was it, uh, as much it as it was as in much as, as it go. was in, an intense it did yeah as much as it was an intense game it was actually quite a you know there was a lot of knocks I gave a few out to Josh I left one in a new oh, in the well, corner I mean, as well that actually
1: college new yeah. DCUFM there's there's a bit of needle there so you're gonna expect a few yeah especially I'd, I mean yeah, Gavin Quinn talked the, enough smack on, uh, on <laughs> the yeah because
2: I feel like the game needed it to get both sides hyped up really because well, I feel it, there was there was not much hype from DCUFM
3: Mi Miha, um, was very physical. I mean, that's why, uh, to be honest with you, the reason we started Miha is because we knew he'd get in people's faces. Hall was
4: extremely physical. Miha, um, that
3: that's like, you know, I. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, actually, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, let's put
4: it this way: my ankle still hurts, and this is two days after the match has happened. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we um we I actually um Michal caught me talking about him to both Conor Breslin and Billy Keenan before the game started, <laughs> and he shouted, "Oh!" And this is like. I earlier had compared him t- uh, to Christie, who I'd never met oh Aladdin I was before. there as
4: well actually for this I earlier yeah. had
3: compared him to he's like Alexis Sanchez except he just can't score and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was talking to um, Billy and um uh, whoever else I said uh, Breslin, and um, Breslin was like, "Oh, what's Mihal like? You know, I, I, I can see him playing there. He looks a lot like Jamie Vardy." And I was like, "Yeah, he will be if he could score." <laughs> Mihal heard this one and went over. I was like, "Will you stop saying I can't
2: score?" <laughs> did he even score? I think he's got one. He got one. No, he got one. He got one. Yeah. Got yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, that's Evidential. the reason.
3: Reason we started him is because like he's very much like a pit bull. He'll snap at your heels constantly and. We wanted to press high from the beginning, and, and like li- we, 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 which run. we maintained throughout the game, which I was surprised yeah, considering how, how tired uh, at least I felt. But that might be my own. There, yeah, I think, I think there was like only
4: maybe there's only maybe two or three times I can remember I was on the ball uh, deep in my own half, and I was able to actually like get my head up and look enough time on the ball to pick out a pass. Yeah,
3: we played a, a, a Chris Cannon was actually kind of um, encouraging, or not the encouraging, discouraging in the uh, in the highness of the line, and I think. There was a period of conservatism there in the second half, um. But throughout, uh, I mean, that's Chris's. It, I don't tr- doubt Chris's intelligence and his ability to read the game yeah, yeah. and his energy at the end would suggest that it was a, it was a good decision by him to not press as high because, of course, he played the entire second half, which is yeah. outstanding achievement. But um, yeah, uh, we we aim to not do that. That's why we went with Michal up top as opposed to somebody who could, you know, say like Christie, who's probably an out and out a better finisher than he would be able. Yeah. Um, I think it did work and i think you know we were unlucky but I think the game was such that whichever side came out on the losing end would have been incredibly unlucky um I don't necessarily we're not i don't feel aggrieved like i'm happy to say that the FM team that beat the college you after two years of the college you winning was a very very good FM team and gracious in
1: defeat are you you're not you're not bitter
3: no no honestly i'm not um I wasn't bitter either
1: well, I mean, yeah. you can be happy for both sides, Gav, So,
2: well, no, no, I was, I was very upset, like, because I feel like I was, I was part of that College View team. I was. Yeah, well, that's fair
1: enough. Um, but were you happy for DCUFM, or were you? Yeah, of you know, course. The lad, winner, like I showed
2: right? how much it meant to the lads at the end. So, yeah.
1: Who was your man of the match in? or person of the match sorry
4: yeah person of the match well I mean there's oh, I, Hugh, the Hugh Farrell who was actually doing the article in the College View on this um, asked me the same question and I gave him about six different answers about three from each team because it's extremely hard to but narrow But if you're down pressed, if you
1: had to right if shortlist three and pick one
4: shortlist three and pick one
1: one from the opposite team yeah shortlist one from
4: well one, well, one oh, from the opposite think. team I think is Rudy because he literally scored about uh, more than half your goals Uh,
3: 5 of the 9 and he had a hand in 8 of the 9 so yeah. there
4: you go yeah I think that's that's that speaks for itself I know you're saying uh, Mark Carroll is very solid in defence and whatever but I can't, I can't look past the contribution Rudy had to your team mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to FM again there's so many people Josh was an absolute workhorse just ran and ran and ran Alice was very clever found a lot of space um Column was Colum had a vicious strike on him. Uh, so more than just again so <laughs> much so much energy ran around that's, a lot.
2: That's four Did he score?
4: I don't I can't yeah, remember. I, can't,
3: I don't think he did score. I um I mean for
4: I think he did I think he got I think he got at least one tap in but anyway.
3: From my perspective looking at FM, I think uh, I Josh brought a lot of energy, but I don't there's like I mean, the amount of times that Josh came tearing past me. But I knew in the back of my mind, I did was step back and run him into a corner. Like, I don't yeah. know how often he plays football. And I think, yeah, energy he, wise, physical wise, fantastic. But I think in that final third, it did show. So if I was it's picking while, between yeah. them, I would shade it for Callum because he was very incisive. He was very. Hmm. Um, no. He intel- was so his, up for that game. No. I've never his game, intel- his game is, uh, the head for the game was on point the whole hmm. way through. And you could tell, just in like, you know. Just just the way in which he kind of get under our skin almost, you know. Well, that was he'll, niggles he'll, he'll at me, Holly. he little it. niggles well, at me. Yeah, and I was, 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 was going to
1: throw. we get to what you think, but I mean if you had to pick your, man or your right player say, of the match. I was going to say,
4: because I'm just thinking again now, I'm going to throw out another name, and I think this is going to be my man of the match, but I honestly think Cahill O'Rourke has saved, saved the game for us. <laughs> and you were going to say that as well, Gavin. I was going to so say. So, Ian, your
1: player of the match is Cahill O'Rourke?
4: My player of the match is Cahill O'Rourke because yep. he Gavin. saved our back. My names
2: <laughs> would probably be Rudy and Chris for the reasons they said and Alice I think Alice was the most mature player on that FM team she she always <laughs> no, I, 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 she I, I can't you're so immature no no, no she was argue. like, like cause she was playing she was playing in a much more advanced role and just like the calmness she showed on the ball surrounded by your Chris surrounded by Alex uh, Mark and Connor Breslin and she she held her own and more than held her own as well because she often she often broke through that line and as well like didn't just shoot whenever she got into the final third as well she slowed the game down and created chances as well and whenever she got the ball I was I felt more alert, like to be more alert yep. than I than I would be with someone someone else. You felt the danger, when yeah. She, I felt like as in like I feet. was ready whenever she got the ball compared to say someone else like Josh or something. Mm. And yeah, Kyle O'Rourke, Carl O'Rourke made some unbelievable saves all game, and like he really. Did without Golden gloves it. In, the no, like, without in the end. Without in the end. Wow! But it was um, that's extra impressive then. Yeah, but if I was to give it in the end, I'm gonna give it to Alice. Rid of points, but like because I'm looking at it from the point of view as in, who am I Who am I most scared of, and it was Alice not, not even not even for her scoring, just for her creating an opportunity. We
1: so have with a player from the opposite, from the winning team, I suppose, but also from the opposition team. Uh, Alex, I know you've I think,
3: um, play. when it comes to FM, obviously, Colin Rourke we knew going in was a fantastic goalkeeper. Not to say it's kind of like David De Gea syndrome where he never gets mad at the match because you kind of expect it. Yeah, um, Alice surprised a lot of us, um. But I feel as though the danger person for me in terms of drive from midfield, which was my main objective, was to stop that ball coming in. I didn't mind Alice coming in because I think that with somebody close enough to her, she could create all the space that she likes, but a lot of the time she was pulling it back for those drive runs from midfield. Mm. And the person making the majority of them was column. Yeah. So that's where I would... And of course, like I said, you know, he was very intelligent in both his ability in terms of when to shoot, when to pass, when to distribute to the Wings, and in terms of his... Uh, you know there was a physical edge to the game. I revel in the physical edge of games, and Colin was there giving as good as he got. In terms of us, um, I think obviously we couldn't attack whenever we were really on the pitch. To be honest with you, um, but I don't necessarily think it's just because of his defensive display. But I think whenever Mark wasn't on the pitch, his influence was felt all along. Because he, you don't know it because he's a quiet person. You know, kind of like he's Paul so Scholes He's, he's a that, quiet person off the pitch but my goodness is he a fantastic
1: communicator on eh? it he's yeah. always yeah.
3: talking always directing and he knows exactly and maybe
1: it's cause like our ideas are kind At of aligned this level, you know? that's really an underappreciated character yeah yeah so I you like, got lads who, you know or maybe you know insured themselves somebody giving exactly. you that reassurance is the exactly amount, what the you amount needs.
4: of times especially in like uh, part of the half time team talk was um cause it just comes naturally like to me having played 11 aside for a good yeah. chunk of my life I know, you know, communication is absolutely key. Yeah. And it was actually Dylan Mangon who brought it up that basically whenever I was off the pitch, the communication levels for FM dropped.
3: We, so um, like, I think there ironic. was... <laughs> yeah,
4: I know. Like it was, it was it was, a joke that we made at halftime. It's like, we speak on radio for a, like, for a living. We should be able to communicate with each other. Yeah,
3: uh, but that's this one thing. I think Mark was able to just keep everything oh, in check. Gav. Any, and anything, of course, though. No, I mean, if you want to talk about the loudest voice on the pitch, I think I would honestly give oh, yeah, it to myself. It's you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think I was as vocal as I can be, too.
3: As I can be, but I was the loudest. Mark was as vocal as he can be, too. I was and, as vocal um, as I, can be. <laughs> I, I probably would give it to Mark, but I would give special commendation to Rudy, uh, Colm, and I'd also give it to both goalkeepers, but Gavin talk? and, and Col for yeah. stepping up to the pressure in the penalty shootout. And exactly exactly same. Yeah but I think overall I'd have to give it to Mark but there might be a slight bias in that but is um, it, yeah
1: Is it worth mentioning like how good of a thing this actually is uh, the Bill of Cup like to, it's, to, to, it's, it's, it's it's I think it's I think it's a really great concept
2: it's become a, it's become the stuff of legend now at this stage <laughs> well a lot of people don't know why it is called the Bill Cup because Bill yeah, of oh, himself explain. like kind of blurred the line between going from print media to broadcast media in how we moved from it mm. so what we're essentially doing is exactly what he did kind of like burned the line between them because at the end of they were all we're all really journalists, broadcasters. And in this day and age, you're not only print. You are broadcast journalists too, as we all are right now. And in that
3: sense, so Hurley, in terms of not just in the sporting perspective, because the majority of his print work wasn't actually in the sporting section, but in terms of his overall contribution, he was um, I believe the quote that was given to us by actually one of Rudy's mates some Joe, who played in the original Bill of Hurley Cup, was that the tribute was to Bill because he was a uh, renaissance man of journalism if you will yeah. um, and his adaptability uh, under any situation in any pressure is one that I believe that the game itself those virtues uh, the, the game itself that's the virtues that they stand for and um, if it's somebody that we would like to emulate in our future careers regardless of what routes the individuals from Journal Soccer NPS or culture, DCFM or I should say go down it's, um, it's Bill himself so uh yeah, it's a fantastic society, inter-society event There's a lot of inter-society events. Of course, there's uh DCU best dance crew. There's um you know there's oh not Mister and Mrs. the um the one where they dress up in drag. What's that? Oh, drag race. No, not drag race. Me, did it.
2: Oh, that's um Brosa Bros of Bros Trudy, yeah. yeah.
3: There's a lot of uh, inter society events like that. Was, yeah, the, but yeah. the Bill yeah. of so Cup no, no, does have its place.
2: Nothing means it in inter- turn like this this is between two separate sides rather than like in the complete inter society event yeah, with yeah, twenty yeah. of them. It means a lot, but it's a friendly competition with if like I mean, on, everybody on is like and everybody has
1: allegiances to both sides, let's let's be honest
4: here.
2: Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah Well the
4: communication side may be less to college view, but um
2: I, I have complete allegiance to both sides. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> because,
4: <laughs> like like yeah, like this is the thing, like every every like journalist Uh, everyone doing a journalism course in that match will have been on radio probably at least once
1: yeah and everybody there knows everybody on the it's not like yeah yeah. tomorrow today you're playing in a football match tomorrow you're doing an assignment it's
3: it's just a great occasion and I think that we can all feel as though you know thanks to everybody for having taken part and all that kind of stuff you know I don't want to lash on name everybody's name but like you know (laughs) It's, it was a fantastic occasion to be part of. A, a proud one for me to have been captain of. And as, as I said, I'm not disappointed that in terms of Aiden having won it two years in a row when I didn't win it. Now, I'm not disappointed in that, partly because ours was a um, moral victory, and they are Aiden's words, not mine. Hashtag Shelburne under-19s. But um, <laughs> mostly because, you know, you're passing over the cup to somebody in in who, you know, will stand up for what it is and that we believe as though he's a worthy captain to take it over and he, it's a worthy side to have taken it over from us um they were every bit as they gave every bit as much as they got on the pitch and that's really what you want if you're going to lose at least lose it to somebody you feel like deserves it deserves it yeah
4: i mean in fairness i'd have to echo it because um as alex said it was it was it was a, it was a more it was a more uh let's say legitimate College View side, <laughs> and um, you yeah, know, I think th- I think the fact that they, they they put it up to us, you know, FM squad was very strong, um, but so was the College View, and it shows the way it went down to, to penalties in the end. You know, yeah. I wouldn't have begrudged a victory to them because um, you know it would have been fair and square yeah. in the end. So yeah. I I'd have to say the same to Alex. You know, I'd say you know if I, if we if we had lost and Alex
1: got to take the trophy home. I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been too sad about it mm. and uh, any further comments before we wrap up the Bino O'Hurley? who <laughs> <laughs> if want to cut that one uh, the Bino O'Hurley Cup um, pressure on Jay next year <laughs> pressure on
3: whoever is head of FM Sport next year <laughs> Ian will get to see it I, well you'll probably be playing it and I won't that's, yeah. so that's uh, I, I, would, really... I would like
4: to make it known now that even though I'm going to be writing more for the college I'm still playing for FM next year
3: oh well, absolutely yeah. that's fine uh, sure Gavin's head of FM Sporting people. the college <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs>
2: I cleared this up on action replay on Monday uh, as you to think why he did, but No, he, he really? did, he did, he
1: did. Yeah. In fairness he did. No he did.
2: FIFA wouldn't let me register. <laughs> I had already registered with the College View. <laughs> yeah.
1: Andre Silva, what is going on? I submitted my paperwork and it was delayed by like twenty seconds. Adrian <laughs> Silva.
4: Adrian
3: Silva. You're hosting a mm,
1: You're hosting a sports here
3: <laughs> Lou. Come on. Basics.
1: Basics. Uh, that guy called Silva who plays for Leicester. Him
3: the Portuguese fella yeah that guy. is he Portuguese I hope he, he is is, he is. <laughs> <laughs> that the, is like that the fella
2: in the green and white shirt <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I don't That's know if joke. you I,
3: I don't know if you meant that but if I you did I did the
2: mean that to be sporting <laughs> yes I did
3: I, if, you, if you meant that that is the greatest joke in the history of actually replay extra time <laughs>
1: Anyway, no, I um, still think Freeway Cole and Messi. Oh, free, the Freeway Cole
2: and Messi was. I like cool. Cyrus Christie going for touch <laughs> <laughs> That's good too. We'll, well,
4: we'll we'll go through all the all the year the and action replay extra time podcast
2: next week. Yeah, the, okay. if we if we get one next week. We we have to do one next week. Yeah, we've got a
1: little bit of time left to talk about
2: the brilliant some- week that has been.
1: This week, yeah, uh, uh, can, we, can, we, can we
3: say about uh, moments I was in that seat where Luke was all the way back in November? Told y'all, y'all sleeping on Roma. I told y'all, dark horses. Are you are you American now? Yeah, I, I told, told y'all, y'all. Sleep I on. told you, all
2: sleeping y'all, <laughs> y'all sleeping on Roma. It's so wrong when you say y'all, and
1: like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it just sounds
2: so wrong. and it yeah, is so
1: wrong to say that that football side is in the semi finals of the Champions League. The
3: unfortunate thing is is that we were at the College of Handover dinner, so we had City never Liverpool on the television in the bar in TGI Friday. Me and so Mark
2: Carroll were sitting right against, like, literally staring at it for the whole thing, not talking to anyone.
3: But, um, <laughs> what other way be? <laughs> I wasn't. I was down being sociable with everybody because I expected Liverpool to win and they did. Um, but I don't think anybody would have put. Barcelona tell you, cause even at 2-0 I think you're thinking oh, geez, they're, they're going to come back come on it's Barcelona but yeah. what a you, performance you have thought
1: surely there was a goal for Barcelona it just never came
3: what a performance by Roma and like, yep. it, ultimately you have to give all the credit in the world to Eusebio Di Francesco the coach I actually am um, in my drunken super at Shaitenai, I tweeted yeah. out that Luciano Spalletti was, was my hero
4: sp- <laughs> and I was like the Roma coach is not Luciano Mlessi. I'm going to let him off because he's probably in quite a state at the moment. Oh, I though. was in quite
3: a state. Um, <laughs> at that point, I know. You on
1: a podcast calling people Andre Silva. Yeah.
3: I know the Roma coach is Eusebio Di Francesco. I do. I was drunk. I thought it was 2007 or whenever it was when they <laughs> when United hammered them seven. Was he coached then? I think he was. Yeah. he was
1: coaching like 2013. He, he was coached
3: last year. But like <laughs> that was like the last the last, last time year. The, the last really? time Roma peaked was like I started that that season was Totti's best season. But um, yeah. yeah, he was, yeah. He only moved to Inter this summer. Yeah. Anyway, last summer. Anyway, point being, um, having the bravery to set up um, in a very, very attack minded 3 4 3 and just get after Barcelona from minute one. 3 5 2, I should say, because they played Patrick Schick up top. Mm. Which was a surprise decision. I know a lot of people probably expecting maybe a standard front three and they're just shifting the back, or maybe someone like Seng is under. But they went with Shake and Jekyll. They were physical towards uh, uh PK and T from the word go. Mm. Uh the wing backs Kolorov and oh Jesus for Florenzi um kept Barcelona's fullbacks pinned back they also kept yeah. Sergio Roberto pinned back yeah. Um. It's an ama- I'm amazed they didn't start with Mandembele because the one thing that would have caught Roma out is a team funnily enough like Liverpool if they happened to draw them where that counter attacking ball would have been so easy to get mm-hmm. over the top because yeah. as good as Manalas Juan Jesus and um, Fazio were a lot of the play was in front of them it being Barcelona naturally yeah. Yeah. if they had had that outlet with Dembele. But that's down to Yeah,
4: If it had been like 2013 Barcelona Where suddenly they started playing like Leicester And just counterattacking. attacking
1: uh, Neymar yeah. just hit it yeah. to Neymar all the time but The brand of football that Barcelona play this year is not gone down too well with the um, Catalonia faithful
3: And it's interesting I think that Valverde the coach Has waited or did wait until The game was about 8 minutes to go To actually introduce Dembele I think it was crying out for him But by that point they were already 3 nil down yeah. Um, Manolas getting the header, uh, which ultimately sent Roma throwing away goals, which is I mean an outstanding result for Serie A and for them. But yeah, uh, I think that if you're going to blame anybody, you know, okay, okay. In one sense, I guess you could blame the the wingers who were, I guess, nominally in the and Sergio Roberto, but Barcelona play so skinny that really it's a it's like a skinny diamond, if you will. But I really think you have to blame must be
1: attached to Valverde
3: for not reacting to that situation mm-hmm. quicker.
1: Um, it could have been two amazing Serie A team comebacks but for Michael
4: Oliver maybe arguably should have been arguably should have
3: been I don't believe it was a penalty I think Lucas Vasquez was at a 45 degree angle to the ground by the time Benacci touches him I think Benacci is able to get around and get enough of the ball is there contact? yes but it's a lot more than Lucas Vasquez is making out considering he was already falling by the time Benacci got to him Mm. now credit to Michael Oliver he was right to send off Buffon for the way Buffon reacted yeah, and I think he I don't think
1: anybody disagrees with that you point. have
3: to commend him for having the balls to make that decision but it is a good decision that was brought about by him making a bad decision beforehand Yeah, essentially yeah,
1: it's hard to disagree with that and it, it, Juventus nobody no, it was the same with Roma there was no pressure going into that game yeah. Juventus was just go and play yeah. a really good yeah. style of football um, and I think that's what like I find it so bizarre that in Champions League ties when when teams need like five goals that's when they're most likely to get them is under those high pressure situations like we saw with Barcelona against PSG last year. It was just hmm. under normal footballing conditions they don't do that. They don't make that comeback. You see it's what when happens? They really is have
2: to play football. They show how they play football. Well, that was what surprised me
1: so much about City was like when you get they got that first goal. It's like that's it. Like
2: no, it's, it's a credit. It's a credit to Liverpool's defense, which we will get to later on. But but
1: what I think is I think it's an
3: indictment of, and it's also why I know believe Bayern Munich are going to go on and win it because they drew near a with Sevilla in their second leg. It's an indictment of to the top are, teams. The top are you going to say
1: something about game management now? No, I'm not. Really? I'm going to thought- say
3: something about defending in general in that the well, top teams aren't tested enough because too many sides are scared to go out and play them and that when these sides who play fantastic football, don't get me wrong, are put under that pressure they are prone to quacking. Quacking?
0: <laughs> quacking. <laughs> quacking.
3: <laughs> quacking when those sides are prone under that kind of pressure they are prone to cracking so quickly and that's what Liverpool did fantastically against uh, Manchester City and it's what Juventus and Roma were able to do against Barcelona and Real Madrid and okay I guess Juve obviously have built their success on a good defence it's waning now they won't reach this stage again which is sad for me as a fan of maybe not necessarily Juve but Italian football but um, yeah I mean Bayern's Nil-nil against Sevilla, I think was the most significant result of the whole lot because it shows me that they can actually defend. I
4: raise you the question that Liverpool will play Bayern with absolutely no fear and rip. I raise
1: you the question:
2: Liverpool out. will play any of the teams with no yeah, fear. I think is.
1: Liverpool are the team that nobody wants now. I think Bayern Munich. So rather than Roma. Th- so Roma. I I um, think I Roma.
3: I think no 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 no. I think but people still see Roma as fodder. To be honest, okay. yeah. no, I think.
4: But they shouldn't. I still slightly. They shouldn't, but I I I'm. Guilty I, I still I still that think that if, well. if yeah,
1: Bayern if Bayern or Real Madrid get Roma, they go yeah. Roma we'll deal with that but if they get Liverpool they go mm, don't, no, like however, don't like that however we so were saying the
3: same thing in the quarterfinals. Nobody before the quarter finals was made nobody wanted Liverpool
1: and City have proven why that was a worse draw for City than it was for Liverpool despite the mm. fact that most people thought it was the other way around I said that was a worse draw for City because number one they don't have I don't, I don't know what, what, what way to put it they losing to Liverpool 4-3 yeah. It, was in, it was in their heads and we know that Klopp has uh, Guardiola's number now at this stage but also that you know City really don't have that pedigree against European teams whereas Liverpool do you know European knights so the last thing they wanted to do was to
2: come to Anfield well City have in the last five years maybe have more European pedigree than Liverpool do obviously. in the last five years
1: but in the last 15 one
3: semi-final appearance is not pedigree to be honest it's
2: more than Liverpool team. had really
1: yeah, Question. do you think and the City have never really performed other than, that, other that one than semi- the one semi-final. Yeah, the one yeah. semi-final they, have been, they have cracked every time in, a in que- Europe. A
4: question now to yourself, Luke, and to Gavin. Out of Bayern, Real, and Roma, who are the team do you actually want to get in the semi?
1: Look, I'd be lying if I didn't say Roma, but I mean, I don't fear anybody at this stage, but to I be raised, honest. I
4: raise a point to you that Liverpool might play better as underdogs, and Roma will go into that match with nothing to lose.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Bayern Munich. I definitely don't want Real Madrid for the fact that I know Real they are Madrid. susceptible yeah. in the... Yeah, it's Real Madrid and they are susceptible at right, the back but um, I think Liverpool's style would suit Real Madrid's defending in terms of... like You've seen, you seen two of Juventus' goals yesterday. They came from headers from big target man which is Mario Mandzukic. I, I think and a, though... And a the, scrappy goal from Matuidi.
1: The, the fact that Zidane has such poor organisational skills I think that game would be absolute carnage. I
3: don't necessarily think it's I don't fair think. to say Zidane has poor organisational skills. I think... His overall concept of football is simplistic. I don't think it's poor. I think that
1: no, I, that's where I, that's where I disagree. Because whenever I watch Real Madrid play, it's like Keystone Cops. But like if Keystone Cops took extremely extremely effective steroids, <laughs> it's, it's 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 like it's cr- like I watch Real Madrid play in La Liga. You know, maybe once every three weeks. And every time I watch it. It's just carnage. Oh, there feels like there's no organisation.
2: That's why them against Roma would be lovely, and Liverpool against Bayern would also be lovely. To be honest, well, that's my semi-final. Liverpool,
1: Roma against Bayern would be a much closer tie in terms of like less goals scored than Liverpool Real Madrid. I could see Liverpool Real Madrid being absolutely crazy however while I no. think
3: that Roma and Bayern would be the tie that would produce the less goals I also think it gives Bayern a 100% guarantee of going through yeah because yeah. no, they're no, the, not the best they, no, might, I, they might be the best game managers in Europe at the moment I think
4: I, th- I, think, I, I agree with Gavin I think the best I think the best semi-finals uh, semi for Liverpool and Bayern respectively are each other, each Bayern, each other? Uh, well no I th- Well, I think Bayern, Bayern would want Roma I think Liverpool can do a job on Madrid because
2: Liverpool I didn't say we couldn't it's very, do a it's job It's very dependent on, on when the Anfield leg will be for any of the opponents anyway I think Liverpool if Liverpool want to get to a final they I'm need, the need to be Anfield no second leg Well, well they made a difference in City time yeah, yeah I think they did but I think like a team like Real Madrid it's way more of a college and the Etihad is not I a think I think, I
1: think, I think I think they were still and stuck them. in the Rafa Benitez days there where we played very conservative football so we could bring something back to Anfield to hold on to I think under Jurgen Klopp Other way we're not no uh, no, no. Big under heat Jurgen Klopp, blitz them that's what
3: I don't want
2: to be defending I don't want to be defending a two goal lead for 90 minutes in the Burnabout or the Allianz Arena but what Liverpool no. proved to no. us we're not that. going
1: to defend the lead because we're going to do what we did against City we're going to expose them and that's what we did we exposed Pep Guardiola and the way he well okay Pep Guardiola kind of exposed himself by going four at the back and putting Kyle Walker in the back line. that makes no at the sense back, man. no he went he started three at the back and then he went to four at the back. He started he started Laporte oh, automatic plays Mendy. the sweeper essentially, which was yeah.
3: pointless cuz he was No the, sweep, the
2: sweeper system did work very well in the first half. Yeah, no, it did. But, but
3: it's not it it's though. He changed system. That's what I mean. Yeah. He was miles out of position for the Liverpool equalizer. I think and then I, Kyle I, Walker, I think it matters
1: i not the, that it, I would still rather come back to Anfield second leg, but I think it matters less than it maybe did in the past.
2: I just think the Anfield second leg with 20 minutes to go and but like like it being level or something. That's, that's yeah, what's going to get Liverpool over the line. More I, than, I actually, more I than in the Bernabeu. Or oh more than yeah, no, in I, I'm, I'm somewhere else. Even though Real Madrid fans don't create the I biggest atmosphere in the world, I'd w- I wouldn't want to be in Rome. I don't think... Leg. I, don't I really think it, don't want to be in or Rome. Or the Allianz Arena. Uh, a, I can deal with the Allianz Arena. No, there's
1: a pretty good atmosphere there.
4: I don't I don't think it'll matter to Klopp, because I think Klopp is the sort of manager that will install into his players. You know, especially going to the big stadiums like the Bernabeu or the Olympic Stadium in Rome. Well, because Klopp's done it with Dortmund. He's, he's he's done it with Dortmund, but also he like Klopp is the sort of person who just goes to his players, lads. It's it's just a bunch of grass. There's nothing different to back home.
1: Well, Klopp is very. I mean, I mean, I can see like I'm I'm agreeing with you in the sense I think it matters less under your Klopp, but I can see Gal's point. How we si- I said I made the point last it's week just
2: that Klopp, lack of European Klopp. experience is the fact that why you want Anfield.
1: Yeah, well I mean Europa League is still like When you're playing Dortmund In the semi-final of the Europa League That still feels like A big European night They have got to
3: a final More recently Than two of the teams Obviously not
1: Real Madrid But Yeah it, I think it's a fair point to make Um, Going in But I suppose heading into the semi-finals Who do you see winning from here I I, I know where my heart is But I know where my head is too
3: I know where my heart is and I know where my head is as well.
1: Well, I can guarantee I know what your heart is and I can guarantee I know what your head is. Go ahead. Rome is your heart, Byron's your head. Yes. E- yes, in, he yes
3: but I've said no, no, uh, no, his heart is correct. My head is now second-guessing my original head answer. It was
1: Byron, but now you're thinking Raoul. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Essentially, uh, the, heart, the heart is Roma just for the sake of how I'm going to dig okay. up that action replay episode and repost it every single day. <laughs> <early at> time. <laughs> if, if
1: Liverpool if, are not to win this competition, I would love to see Roma do it. And I yeah. think anybody can do it from here. And especially if you get to the final, anything can happen in the final. Of anything can happen in the final. I think if
2: the draw splits up Liverpool and Roma and conditions are right, we could see a Liverpool Roma final.
1: 1984
2: if conditions are correct I I was, uh, wait,
3: oh, wait it was 84 or 81 ooh it was one of them it might have been 77 might have been 78 one of the finals you played Roma in and he's beat them You actually beat them in the Olympico. Mm. it was a Chelsea Bayern job where it happened to be in their home stadium yeah. which is meant to beat them
1: well the finals in Kiev so no
2: hopefully.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I think Bayern you know Dynamo
2: th- Kiev are in the Champions <laughs> League semi-finals
3: they, <laughs> do Jim get go back they'll get him there <laughs> um, I think with Bayern um, you know the wealth of talent that they have I think they've kind of overtaken Madrid in that while Madrid's still having an, an imposing starting 11 what's happened especially in La Liga where they tend to rotate their squad quite often is that they don't have an imposing 22 anymore Bayern I think have the most imposing 22 I think that Jopoinkes wins trophies in his sleep I don't know how he's been such a prolific point, yes. I don't know how he's been such a prolific winner, especially now that he's 70, whatever he is. Um, and I think that they play with such freedom of expression, but are still able to stay so organized and yeah. disciplined. They've yeah. got the best elements of essentially a hangover. They're the best team with, the be- with the best like elements of what you would consider traditional German football. It's very workman like a mechanist. Yeah, and I, Thomas Muller. is the life, Omi? I'm scared. I don't know what, be, I, don't know what uh, I don't know what. I don't know what Joel Pincus does to Thomas Muller, but his best season that the last time like, I can remember him having this good a season was actually 2012 13, where they won the treble, and yeah. Joel Pincus was manager then. And then under Guardioli, it was kind of eh. Mm. And under. Uh, uh, statistically, I think his best season was the first under Guardiola but he wasn't the star. And under Ancelotti, he was nowhere. So I don't know what it is about Pincus, but he does something to Thomas Muller that turns him into an absolute world beater on his day. I mean, he mm. nearly dragged. Bayern all the way past Chelsea to that in that final and then of course his best season was the year after where they did win against Dortmund so um,
1: I'm with on Alex true and true. that I'm second guessing myself because I initially thought Bayern as well because I do think they're the best team but what is it about Real Madrid and their yeah. uncanny ability to play terrible play well play not so good rely on Ronaldo and yet still end up winning the
2: competition all in the same game kind of thing it's it's the Dublin dynamic where they don't have to be at their best they'll just scrape it No, what Dublin often do Dublin
3: are recognised as the best team though nobody recognises Real Madrid as the best team in the competition they haven't done they should I, I don't they're think they're
2: the knockout team in the competition
1: because the, they are so one good one of the best
2: over, knockout teams ever really yeah, for how good they've so consistently been yeah, but the
3: last ridiculous. time Real Madrid were honestly the best team in the competition was when they won it in 2014 20... at 14 yeah, against Atletico yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah because the final against Atletico in 2016 they were lucky as all hell yeah. Yeah. and then in 2017 uh, they of course of course they beat Juventus and deservedly so but they weren't the best team in that semi-finals I think everybody was looking at that thinking Barcelona have this Yeah. so um, yeah I just can't see past Bayern logically, but Real Madrid are the one team you're willing to bet on if you wanted to defy I think, logic. I think
4: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna throw many many curveballs. I'm gonna say, well, my heart is obviously AC um, AS Roma. Uh, I want <laughs> AC Rom- Milan, Madrid. not AC <laughs> AS, AS Roma. I want Roma to win so badly because I love a good underdog story. However, my head is saying Liverpool. Your really? head is saying Liverpool. My head. My head.
3: When
1: is saying did anybody's Liverpool? head ever say Liverpool? When has everyone's head ever no, said Liverpool? Liverpool since like
2: 1990, cra- Liverpool always been the team to go four it'll up. Like, ah, oh, oh, they're still gonna throw away for the crack. Go on. That's well, what well, like, that was. Now with Van Dyke. Now with Van Dyke, it. Like I think Van Dyke's the, the say, right Van Dyke made a mistake for
1: that first goal, but oh my god, did he have a good second half?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I think. And he's made I Lovren think, look very complete should, now as well. I think a a, de- <laughs> a
4: combination of circumstances has transformed Liverpool from the the three nil throwaways against Sevilla yeah. to possible Champions League winners. I think Van Dyke coming in is definitely one of them. I it's think all worth every penny. I, I don't care it what is anybody says.
1: Not necessarily... James all, Milner has not,
2: come in and done an absolute job yeah, over the last d- d- couple d- d- the weeks. To think he too.
1: was free and City got of him and he's now the highest assist... He most assists in this season's Champions League. I think that's crazy to think. Also,
4: basic James Milner. Loris Karius. Loris getting absolute confirmation that he is the number one keeper at Liverpool has done him A lot absolutely... Of thing- wonders for confidence and he's he's showing it in the Premier League and he's showing it in the Champions League now as well with some good saves a
2: lot of factors have just gone right since Coutinho's sale to the point to the point where I don't, like I don't know what much more and I also
4: with. I also think Coutinho's sale is the reason why he's playing a lot better because a lot of the lim- he was stealing a lot of the limelight a lot of the attention was on I him whereas now negative, whereas, negative whereas, energy in the, whereas, the whereas now it's more of a team performance you know you've got yeah. you've got Salah not only scoring every match but also setting up goals left right and centre you've got Mane coming back on time uh, coming back on form you've got um You've got Firmino popping in with and goals left, yeah. right and centre and you've got a solid defence and a solid I refuel. think it's
1: that momentum it's that we've built in the second half of the season. The second we bet Porto 5-0 I thought we could do something special in this competition because that was the first time that for, for two and a half years that Jurgen Klopp style of football so perfectly manifested itself onto the grass.
3: Yeah. That's true. That's definitely Very true. true. Um, it's been a work in project in progress and is this where they peak I guess they might peak in the Champions what, League is it, and is, win it like, is this, is this you, this you don't know
4: like. this, this is the first time an English team has reached the semi-finals in how many years Not and City. it's Liverpool oh well City
1: yeah. it was under Pelle, Pellegrini Pellegrini Pellegrino, Pellegrino. 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 Oh, <laughs> <we definitely laughs> Pellegrini Pellegrini apologies uh, was it 2015 two boys can't say. speak
2: for this whole thing you's alright uh. <laughs> quack <laughs> <laughs> but um
1: that has, to, that
2: has um, to be like a duck quack or something now in the outro <laughs> <laughs> keeping that <laughs> um, <laughs> now um, like you said about Coutinho's sale I think it kind of it brought about a change to the system in terms of freeing that front tree to play pure counter-attacking football where where they're not kind no counter-attacking yeah, they where, they're, where they're not where they're not like relying on Coutinho to kind of pull the strings a bit more whereas the I don't know I think I they kind of had to shoehorn in mu- Coutinho it's much more direct
3: th- it's much more clop yeah, Coutinho club, exactly. is not a club player as much as that is sounds stupid to say because he's got an immense amount of skill and quality and you talent. At, you, yeah, you look at club yeah.
1: players over the years; they have not been uh, playmakers as such. But playmakers once
2: once to slow it down. now. Yeah, they,
1: they, they they've been quick transitional players. Yeah, accelerators. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. who can get the ball as fast as they can from the back to the front not like a Guardiola like but, Kevin but, De Bruyne but, but, would but, not work but with class
3: team. but with class yeah, oh yeah. they're not um, Alvi Mawson <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or like I, I don't know Duffy. Shane Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well. Alfie Mawson, I think, is a better example. Shane Duffy gets the
1: ball from the back to the front, except he he skips all the front Irish players as well and (laughs) goes straight to the opposition goalkeeper.
3: Yeah, no, they haven't got Alfie Mawson and Shane Duffy at the back, and they're just. Or where's Hulahan in midfield? Or Glenn Murray up top, do you know what I mean?
1: But I think that is a fair point. I don't think Kevin De Bruyne would actually work that well in a club team. Well, De Bruyne works a lot harder than people give him credit for, in fairness, still. Not that he he works hard, but look, he's going to take a moment and he's going to think about what he's going to do with the ball. And by the time you've done that, Klopp's runs and diagonals and you know, all all that all that, you know, free form in the attack, it's gone the second that you De Bruyne stops for three or four seconds.
3: I think it's why Chamberlain's done so well. It's just, it's just a head down runabout player.
2: And here's and here's us at the start of the season when Chamberlain only made a few substitute appearances and it looked like he'd be gone in January. It's a testament to how, how hard he's worked as well to get himself into the team. I
3: think that um, there was always kind of the plan. You know, you, you see managers, these players in. I mean, look at Victor Lindelof at United. I don't think yeah, anybody... Yeah. Everybody was like, where is he? Where's Victor? And then the one time against Huddersfield. But, like, I no problem with Victor Lindelof now playing at the back for United. United. I don't think any United fan would. Um, but that, that always seems to happen. And I'm glad that Klopp has given his players that embedding time, because a lot of times you don't get players to have that again to look at a United example
1: Memphis no, Yeah, not everybody, not everybody is going no, to be like Mo Salah and just hit the ground running at a new club and suddenly just start banging and well, that was insane nobody's had a start yeah. like Salah as no. a foreign import to the Premier League since I want to say I feel like when, 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 when feel clubs like go and they spend 50-60 million that's what they expect it doesn't happen with every player look at Lacazette no. now coming back from that injury and he's been on fire since he has mm. but he just needed yeah. some time I want to say who? Do you
2: think Do you think the likes of Naby Keita now coming in could hit the ground running as well, especially with Liverpool? He, Liverpool, he has the way a, he's he got a full
1: preseason,
3: so it's it's likely. And Liverpool as well,
2: yeah. the way they're the way they're kind of like the way the squad is forming. It looks like they're giving a good tilt for the Premier League next year as that well. That was key
3: to the Salah thing too. He we was signed early. I think they always say get your business done early. You know, like why? Well, yeah. Salah, there you go.
1: I mean, he did have a fantastic preseason, um, and I think it built a lot of confidence. And then when you when you score in in your first competitive debut. When you're on your on your first competitive debut. You have two competitive debuts.
3: <laughs> you're watching in Egypt, are you? <laughs> well,
1: um, yeah, lost my train of thought there. Um, when when you when he got got that goal against Watford, it was just like you know we're all on. He he was just on a roll, and then it kept going and kept going. And, and
2: even opposition fans like him because he's just a nice bloke. He
1: will never. I don't think he will ever have a season as good as this either. He's on course for breaking Shearer's record in
2: his first proper season in the Premier League.
1: He needs three more goals to break the record. Yeah, and he's a good bit it's ahead also of Harry, Harry Kane
2: now after the four goals against Watford a few weeks ago as well. Oh, I don't think there's any question... The that three golden boot is, is yeah. I think, yeah. settled. Yeah.
1: Player of the Year, Salah getting that too? I think so, because I think De
4: Bruyne has just slightly dipped in form recently. I do, I, ever so slightly. I don't have, think you can so.
1: score... Um, what's he on, 29 Premier League goals? 29, yeah. In your first season and not win uh, Player of the Year. I know (laughs) know De Bruyne has been absolutely amazing and he deserves all the praise in the world. No question about it. Get in the Team of the Year, no doubt. But the thing is, there's 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 players you could
3: say have played, you know, like guys like, say, I don't know, Christian Erikson or Daftor Haya they're not going to get a look in anywhere. Like, the player of the year awards whether it's right or not are always going to be biased towards the strikers anyway so even if De Bruyne hits his best form towards the end of the season I don't think he stands I hope well, in well, hell do you, do you, you think Salah or De Bruyne, De Bruyne deserves it uh, well, I think Salah deserves it you say, I don't think well, he's the most deserving necessarily but I, you know it's it's an objective thing and it depends on the way you look at the well, game you say, you say that, that. you say that but the, the year
4: deserving. Leicester won it in Golo Kante won player of the year I'm almost certain
2: or was that Mahrez Mahrez no, did and Vardy
3: was football writers actually Oh, right. Conte oh. won it the following year but that's because he's been part of two league team league he was, quite, he was teams part the of the Chelsea's league winning team yeah. so they could not give it to him but it was kind mm-hmm. of like almost begrudging in a way which is unfair on him but yeah it was Mahrez was players Liverpool and, and their uncanny Conte, and ability and was
1: to get a player of the years out of uh, win, and not winning the league Suarez yeah. 13 and 14 and yeah. probably possibly mm-hmm. I think he will win it did Torres ever win too.
2: a player of the year When in his first or second he I think his second done, season I he think scored he scored over 20 goals in the league that year
1: I don't think he won Player of the Year because his first, that, was, his a, first that was in an era of exceptional Manchester United team yeah was, his
2: yeah. his first season was 08-09 was it his first season I think was 2007-08 and then second was 08-09 8, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, 9 was his best I know I think
4: 2007-08 uh, no, oh. would have been 08-09 well,
3: was the closest Liverpool that had actually come to win the league since um, well before yeah. Yeah. City but since a long long, I
4: think, long time I think if his first season was 7 08, Ronaldo was still at United
3: he was that yep. was the year Ronaldo, uh, oh, wait, Ronaldo, so. So Ronaldo eight. moved that summer
4: and he won the Champions League, so I would yeah. say I'd say Ronaldo probably won it then. That was Ronaldo's yeah.
3: best personal season in terms mm. of overall contribute con- contribution. Obviously not in terms of goals, but yeah, yeah. I think in terms of overall contribution, that was Ronaldo's best season. We're miles off topic here, so yeah. Um.
1: Yep, uh, and I think we should all we should bring it back to the centre. Uh, it's been brilliant talking about the Bill Hurley Cup and of course the Champions League. Um, next week will be the final uh, action replay extra time podcast of the year, and Don't it'll be, be emotional. Gavin Quinn and Alex Dunn's Last ever, and potentially replay. Billy
2: Keenan. If he follows up, he he signed to a contract where he's on Loud on the first and the last show of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, so, is so he Brock Lesnar possibly. He is Brock Lesnar, so you never know. he Billy Lesnar. So, Billy <laughs> Lesnar.
1: Uh, thanks so much for listening, uh, and we'll catch you next this time next week.
3: It's a testament to how well they've been able to. Huge got to notifications. It's It's testament to how well. Yes, <laughs> it <who> is. Uh, <laughs> now, can I? Ju- um.
2: Yeah. So that concludes all our Champions League talk and our football kind of current affairs talk. And now we get to, <laughs> to current affairs. <laughs> current affairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? News. I love how we all just went <laughs> current affairs. <laughs> okay. Oh. The reason why I actually love Milan Bauer so much is because he was so slow and so stupid when he tried to get. <laughs> no, 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 can I, can I, can I finish this point? I <laughs> one <day
3: you're> <laughs> like, <laughs> so Christie
2: going for touch from to 10? <laughs> <laughs> Aim for the corner, please. We'll go for it. Balance. Just the balance he have with Paul Green going to the Euros without a <laughs> 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 uh, you don't make, I don't like this point. He's like, the, he's like you know, to see like. He's like Freeway Cola and Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? that is Coca Cola.
4: Uh, so I guess that is all we have time this week for the Action Replay Extra Time
1: podcast. Thanks to Gavin, Alex and Ian.
4: This has been Action Replay Extra Time.
3: Thanks very much for listening. Bye for now.